Welcome to Gardens and Plants Podcast. And we're here to share with you news and what's going on in the Washington, D.C. area. About plants and gardening and gardens and everything about botanical. Yes, indeed. (laughs) My name is Terry Spate. I'm with Cottage in the Court. And my name is Peggy Richo, and I have a website called pegplant.com. And we're just winging this because we know that you need to know what's going on in the Washington, D.C. area. So, Peggy, what's going on in your garden right now? Well, actually, my daffodils are coming up, but not to worry. They'll be fine. And probably a lot of people see the little green shoots coming out of their garden, but they'll be fine, even though it's really early. It's only January. Um, So the other thing, too, is that I've already pruned out the branches from my trees because I want to give more light to my hydrangeas and my vegetable garden. And um, what else is going on with you? Let's see. Well, uh, I have not done my tree pruning because I'm going to take a tree down to get more lighting to my garden Uh, and I'm still uh, digging um, creating more beds because I just had my property surveyed and found out (laughs) I've got room for more garden beds so trouble here I come however I do notice that the tops of my Galanthus nivalis which most people know as snowdrops are beginning to come up Uh, Other places, they're already up. Uh, I was at a garden last weekend in Northern Maryland. They were in full bloom. So we've been kind of too warm here for them to do a perfect showing. Um, What else is in my garden is winter honeysuckle. It's not actually in my garden, but someone gifted me with some cuttings last week. And I've written about it on my blog. So uh, make sure to check that out. Talk about fragrant, fragrant, fragrant. It's like someone set a vase of perfume on my desk. It's absolutely wonderful. Speaking of which, I'm going to have a vase of perfume on my desk soon because I, um, back at the end of October, I put hyacinth bulbs in a brown paper bag in my fridge in the bottom vegetable gardener uh, drawer. And now they've got their cooling period, so it's time to take them out. So I'm going to take them out and I put them in the pinched hyacinth vases and then mm-hmm. you fill them with water and you put them in a bright window and they just come up and they bloom and they're so fragrant that uh, you can, I mean, just like one per room was enough. But it's so easy mm-hmm. to do because you just put the bulbs in a brown paper bag and put them in the refrigerator. You don't have to put them in soil. And I could pop yeah. them up in a container of soil if I wanted to, but I have these pinched hyacinth vases I like to use. Yeah, and they're beautiful. You, they come in so many different colors. The options right. are endless. Yeah, that's fr- that's like my daffodil bulbs in the refrigerator. I'm gonna pop those in some soil and and put them out. I found some downstairs in my garden room, so I'm gonna put them in. But the daff, the uh, hyacinth bulbs. You're right. They're so fragrant. Mm-hmm. It's almost too much. And then afterwards, in the um, summertime, then I put them out in the garden bed, so I don't throw them away. And they come back up the next year. When they come back up, do you notice the bloom is a little bit smaller? Well, yeah. After the years go by, the blooms are the smaller and they're more spaced apart. They're not tight. Like when you see the pictures, they're not mm-hmm. tight. They're spaced apart, but they're still just fine. They're still beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
And they're still fragrant too. Oh yeah, they're still fragrant. And and nothing bothers them. I have a lot of them now. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Isn't it wonderful to find a bulb or a plant that nothing bothers it? Yeah, it's great. Uh because you know in this area. So deers don't bother these. They're very pungent. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing that a lot of things that are fragrant, the deer will leave alone. Mm-hmm. So you want to think about fragrance as you're um, sitting inside nesting because it is January. The seed catalogs are here. Events are starting to pop up. And next thing you know, it, the weather's going to change. <laughs> Either we'll get snow or we won't. Either way, we're going to be itching to get out in the garden. So what's happening in your world, Peggy? What's coming up? So as you know, Saturday, January the 25th is National Seed Swap Day. And I'm actually going to attend a seed swap at Blandy. I've never been to Blandy before. It's about an hour out west from here. I'm in Northern Virginia. And um, this one is actually sponsored by the Northern Shenandoah Valley Master Gardeners Association. And Blandy is a Blandy Experimental Farm. It's the state arboretum of Virginia in Boyce, Virginia. And I'm going because I want to see the seed exchange and I want to see Blandy, but also because I'm going because I'm staffing a table. I'm the president of the Potomac Unit of the Herb Society of America, and we're staffing a table and giving out herb seeds. Oh, nice. What kind of herb seeds, Peggy? Uh, well, these... Um, these were actually given to me to hand out because the person who usually does this can't make it. But these are the, the signet marigolds. I don't know if you've heard of the signet marigolds that come in um, different colors like yellow and red and orange. And you mm-hmm. use them in your cooking because they yes. have a, yeah, you can use them as edible flowers or in your cooking, but they have a, a better taste than regular marigolds. It's, yes. they're, they're more for culinary use, not like your other mm-hmm. marigolds. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of them, talk about adding pop to a green salad. Oh, it's, yeah. it, it's so colorful. It's yeah. like confetti. They're great bedding plants. And then at the end, in the fall, you can save the seeds and then use them again. Right. Right. And that's one way of being a personal seed saver. Yeah, I, I do yeah. save a lot of seeds. But so the yeah. other two seed swaps that are going on that Saturday is Washington Gardener Seed Exchange, which is at Green Springs. And then the um, there's another seed swap. This one's a little bit further out. It's in Stafford. And it's sponsored by the Master Gardeners Association of the Central Rappahannock area. Right. I used to be a Central Rappahannock Master Gardener when I lived in Fredericksburg. Oh, really? Then you should go. <laughs> yes. Should go this well, unfortunately, I'm going to be at uh, helping uh, Kathy Jones at her seed swap, Washington Garden Magazine, this Saturday, well, next Saturday, it will be um, in Wheaton. It will not be in Green Spring. Green Spring is the February one. Um, next Saturday, it's going to be at Brookside Gardens. Right. She does it in two different places. So Saturday the 25th is at Brookside Gardens and then Brookside. February the 1st at Green Spring Gardens. Yes. And that's now, which one, which one are you going, uh, are you going to Blandy on February 1st? On Saturday the 25th, I'm going to go to Blandy and that is National Seed Swap Day. So there may okay, be other yeah. seed swaps going on in the area, but I don't know. These are the three major ones that I know of in this area. Yes. And there are seed swaps that go on year round. I mean, that's just these three that are coming up this weekend. And then Kathy does hers again on February the 1st. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, to speak more about the Seed Swap Day, Seed Swap Day, Seed Swap Exchange Day um, is nationwide now. So you can go almost anywhere and uh, hear about seed swaps um, or participate in a seed swap. Um, the speakers this year uh, at the 25th is Debbie Ward of Prior Unity Garden. I've heard her speak before. She is awesome. Um, Linda Jones, Elements of Nature. She's a Prince George's County Master Gardener like myself. Um, and uh, now we're called Maryland Master Gardeners, by the way. And um, it promises to be a good day because Linda's going to talk about companion planting. So what better topic to speak about at a seed swap when you can get an idea from the seeds that you'll be able to gather at a seed swap to use as a companion plant in your garden? Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's always a good thing. Seeds, uh, you can never have enough seeds. And when you attend a seed swap, what you might want to do, bring like the corner of an envelope or some extra paper. If you don't need 99 seeds, dump a few out, label, label your sheet first, dump a few seeds out, and then leave them for someone else. No one's going to use 99 sweet seeds right you only need maybe 10 at most right and if it's a whole packet you can share um or at the end of the seed swaps a lot of times what people will do is say well i've got this packet you want half so it's a great opportunity to network and uh enjoy the day and come back with more seeds than you ever could imagine that's true so bring oh. extra baggies a sharpie and business cards and your cell phone mm -hmm. to take pictures too. That's right. That's right. Because some people will have pictures of what the plant looked like in their garden mm -hmm. from the season before. And then there's always information um, on the tables out front of different events going on, different magazines that you may never have known were out there. Um, books. There's always a table of freebies at the front. So seed swaps is the next best thing to sitting at home nesting and ordering from a catalog. <laughs> so if you want to take like a more extended trip though and not be at home where would you go well a more extended trip i personally love public gardens mm -hmm. so this time of year i would uh start checking out uh your arboretum um or the botanic garden and most people go oh it's the middle of winter why would i want to do that why would you want to do that because You'll get uh, to see maybe bulbs that are beginning to break ground. You can really marvel at evergreens. I like to say that evergreens pop in the wintertime because there's no other competition. And some of the uh, evergreens with a golden hue or a reddish hue, it might really capture your attention this time of year because with the colder weather, the colors are more vibrant. And you might not have known about something that you absolutely need in your garden. And if you really want to go a little further away, join me on my trip to the Philadelphia Flower Show. Um, I have chartered a bus and we will be leaving from the District Heights Municipal Building, lower parking lot, 
on February 29th. You can get a ticket on Eventbrite. Uh, ticket sales will end February 1st. Most people go, oh my goodness, but February is when it snows. Well, if the trip is canceled, you get your money back. If the trip is on and we have a competent driver, which I am sure we have, the trip is on. And we're going to go. And because this year, the theme is the French Riviera. It's like going into spring from winter. Who wouldn't want to do that? And it's on a Saturday, so you don't have to take off of work. You just park your car, hop on the bus, enjoy some snacks. We'll have water. We'll have raffles and meet a new friend. Right. And once you're in that convention center, you're in. So, I mean, it's very nice and warm. And not only do you see all the flowers, but they have a lot of vendors. So there's a lot of shopping done there. If you ever go on a trip with Cottage in the Court, there is going to be shopping. Right. And the vendors are absolutely wonderful. Yes. Um, vendors anywhere from people selling Haitian art to Pussy Willow branches, to little roses, to jewelry, um, uh, environmentally friendly pots that you can fold up at the end of the season, seeds, seeds, and more seeds. Yeah. You and and, and dahlia tubers. I bought dahlia tubers one year. Mm-hmm. Air plants, anything you could almost imagine is there. And if you get hungry, right across the street is the Ready Market. Anything your heart desires just about is in there. I personally go for Italian. It's it's just a great day away from the city and with garden people. And right. we come back the same day. So we're up and we're back and you're still refreshed and reinvigorated about waiting for the next season. So what time does that bus leave? We're going to be leaving promptly at eight o'clock promptly at eight o'clock in the morning in the morning and, and then we will when you get back by nine o'clock we should be back by nine o'clock right so it's nice because you can just sit there in the bus and just talk to your friends and relax you don't have to worry about traffic or parking or anything like that right the yeah. bus drops us off right at the convention center and we go in and you can pause there there's seating where if you get tired of the show there's seating outside of the show they're seating downstairs. Once again, you could go across the street to the market. It's a great day away. I have gone, I, I go every year. I've gone for over 20 years. Um, and I look forward to it. It's like a winter vacation. Depending on the different themes, it's like a winter vacation. And you don't have to buy a plane ticket. That's true. And for people who don't know, this is an annual event. It happens every year at this end of February, March, beginning of March. And if you want more information, it's at theflowershow.com. And, but mm-hmm. we're, um, and then the other thing, too, is that um, so that one is something that we can go see every year in Philadelphia. And then the other annual event that's every year that's in D.C. that I would like to try to get to is Rooting D.C. on February the 29th. And that one is um, in D.C. at the Ron Brown College Preparatory High School, which is two blocks from the Deanwood Metro. And that's a free all-day urban gardening forum. Have you ever been to Rooting, D.C., Terry? I have been to Rooting, D.C. And I wish I was going there this year. But 
it really does introduce you to what's going on in the urban gardening scene right here in our area. You get to meet, um, one year I bought a mushroom growing kit. Um, there are people that have um, uh, organic juices and things you can get on delivery. You can find out about the different community gardens that are around. And people are more than willing to talk to you. They usually have some type of seminars set up so that you can hear a speaker on a topic that might be of interest to you. Right. I mention it because they did just post their list of workshops and speakers on their site at rootingdc.org. Um, so it starts at 9.45 in the morning and ends at 4.15 p.m. And that, is, again, is in a high school that's open for that Saturday and it's free. And it's really a great deal because you hear so many speakers, you have to look at their schedule and figure out where you're going to go at what time because they're concurrent sessions. And then they have vendors there too, and they have food trucks. And so that's another great thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then what I do, I mean, whenever there's a warm day here, I like to go to the public gardens. So I just went to Green Spring Gardens recently and I saw the snowdrops blooming and they also mm -hmm. have hellebores, witch hazel and camellias. They're known for their mm -hmm. witch hazel collection. Um, mm -hmm. And then we went to Meadowlark, which is great for walking. And we found, you know, the winterberry, you know, the red berries of the winterberry. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there's a lot going on out there in the gardens. You just have to, it's better to go to the public gardens to see what's going on because they purposely planted for winter interest. And then you get exactly. the ideas like, oh, you know, I can plant this. And you see, and it's like, I need to plant this. So next year at this time, this is what's going on in my garden. And you can have hellebores right. and you can have witch hazel and camellias, all kinds of things. And I'm loving the hellebores now that are upright. Normally um, in the past, hellebores always kind of hung down. But now they have cultivars that are upright. Right. So you can see and they are beautiful. Yeah, they're just absolutely beautiful. And to me, there's nothing more beautiful this time of year than having blooms indoors. Mm -hmm. I call them unexpected pleasures. Mm -hmm. You can take Linton Rose or Hellebore blooms and float them in a shallow bowl. Right. And it just reminds you that there's always something going on in the garden. Well, that's a great closing statement, Terry. <laughs> Maybe that's our theme song. There's always something going on in the garden. Oh, yeah. I mean, let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something going in the garden. So. Well, thank you for joining us at Gardens and Plants. And visit our websites. I'm Peggy Riccio at pegplant.com. And, and I'm Terry's Cottage in the I'm Terry Spade at Cottage in the Court.com. And we hope you continue to join us. We're going to uh, try to do this every two weeks um, because there's always something going on in the garden. So every two weeks we'll come back and we'll recap so that you in the Washington, D.C. area will know what's going on, what's happening, who to visit, and um, what to plan. Have a great day. Bye.